Hello, friends of the future Big Ten West champions. My name is Jerry Sherwin. This is Spoko Radio. Joining me fresh from the Northwestern game, I have the people's champ, David Johnson. David, how good did it feel watching our elite defense smack the shit out of Pat Fitzgerald over and over and over again today? I mean, it just felt so wonderful just watching this defense just absolutely fucking suffocate the Northwestern offense and Pat Fitzgerald dominate them on at all facets of the game from start to finish. The Northwestern offense could not move the ball at all. The Iowa defense was absolutely dominant. They, I mean, just just a beautiful performance, and that's exactly what we wanted to see going into this game. I was never really sweating at all and in Evanston that game was never in doubt to me the 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 Iowa defense the offense played all right but the defense just absolutely dominated from start to finish I'm with you there it it did get a little weird for those of us watching at home because I don't know if you saw this or not but ESPN 2 had some sort of technical difficulties so we were legitimately watching highlights from the World Series and apparently, like all of us were following on Twitter, Iowa went three and out to start the game. So that started freaking me out. They had Jim Cornelison come and do the national anthem, which I don't know if you were in the stadium or not for that. But was that a, was that a good time as per I, usual with him? I walked in literally, I would say, 39 seconds before they kicked off the ball. So I did not hear the national anthem. Okay. So that happened. Uh, Iowa goes three and out. Northwestern pick. Nate Stanley gets sacked right up the middle. He limps off the field. We missed the field goal. Like, from that point, I'm going to tell you, honestly, I was doubting. It was. I knew it was going to be a rainy day. I don't know how much rain actually came your guys' way. You could fill me in. Didn't actually rain until maybe the beginning and the middle of the fourth quarter. From, that, from there on, it was pretty dry, so that was nice. Yeah, so that, that worked out, but the fact that Iowa came out, they're throwing the football over the place, they didn't run the ball, Brian Ferentz looked like he had you-know-what tucked between his legs, Nate didn't look good, his receivers were dropping balls, but the defense, per usual, kept them in that game and I think created a spark for that entire team. They had a pick, they had the fumble on the next series against Northwestern, they kept Iowa, lifted them up, and then from there on out, I think from the moment that Sam Laporta, freshman tight end, dropped that little that pass that Nate kind of threw behind him but from the moment that got reversed I think that's when it like clicked in like you know what let's play Iowa football on the offensive side of the ball yeah for sure I mean the second half they got back to Iowa football they ran the ball at will Tyler Goodson looked good got plenty of carries in that second half didn't really touch the ball again in the first half which is doesn't make any sense to any Iowa fan out there I'm sure but he got the ball in the second half, got in there, was running the ball well. And, yeah, they went back to Iowa football. Makai Sargent had some nice rushes in the second half. And the offense pretty much today, they knew they probably didn't have to do a lot because the defense was going to dominate. So they did just enough. They were pretty much controlling the game. They didn't – I mean, from that, from the beginning of that game until the end, I wasn't, you know, worried. I knew – there was a couple times in that, specifically in the end of that second quarter, where Iowa should have went for those fourth down plays. They should have. But I understood why they didn't do it, because the defense was playing so well. You pin Northwestern back, and they're deep in their own territory. And he knew they weren't going to drive the ball 85-plus yards to score no. on your defense. So I understood where Kirk was coming from with those two fourth and one plays that they won. They took a delay a game, one they just punted. I understood where he was coming from. Doesn't mean I like it. 
but I understood where he was coming from, and that made a little bit of sense to me. Absolutely. Going into the half, I think Northwestern had, it was like 72 total yards. They couldn't get the rock going, and even when they did, they moved the chains like once or twice, and then Iowa would just clamp shut. So I get why Kirk did it. It was the ultimate kirk Ferentz game. Like He just got super conservative once he got a lead, which happened pretty much immediately. And then from there on out, Iowa just, it was a touchdown one quarter, field goal one quarter, touchdown one quarter, field goal one quarter, and that was more than enough to get this done with Northwestern. Um, Champ, I'm curious to hear from you. Nate Stanley, if you look at the stats and you didn't really watch this game, it's going to look like he had a pedestrian day. If not, just it was very meh. But he did not get a lot of help from his receivers. And I think Iowa's offense should have been better today. And this time it wasn't on the line. This time it wasn't on Nate. This was on the receivers this time for not making the offense actually have more than the 302 yards they finished with. Thoughts on that? Yeah, they had a lot of drop passes, especially early in that game. Or it would have, I mean, that. That play to Laporta, that would have been like a 35, 40-yard gain on that mm-hmm. big pass play. I still think it was a catch, despite what the referees thought that it was not a catch. I, I didn't. They didn't show many replays at, at the stadium, so I can't verify if it was in fact a catch. But that's even our end, point. It, it didn't. There wasn't enough there, in my opinion, as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you can overturn that, but whatever. But yeah, I mean, the the, the receivers didn't help Nate out a lot today. He made a couple nice throws. Especially in that first half, that could have been, you know, they could have sustained drives, got more points on the board. So, yeah, I mean, Nate wasn't, like, amazing today, but I wouldn't say he had a poor game by any means. I thought he played pretty well. He hit open receivers when needed, moved the chains when they really needed to. When they, when Iowa needed to score in that game, they pretty much did that. When you were, were like, all right, you know, the defense has been out there a lot. Let's get a sustained drive. Even a couple drives where they didn't score, they got out of their own end zone. They moved the ball down the field and flipped field position. So I think the offense did a fine job today. Wasn't their best outing, but they did enough for them to win. Doing enough and more than enough was Tyrone Tracy, who was filling in for the hurt Brandon Smith. This was his coming out party. Granted, he had two receptions, but they went for 88 yards. He's the first one that scored a touchdown off of a beautiful spin move on a third and very long. Ends up scoring that first touchdown of the game, and that was enough to basically put this well without a reach for Northwestern. What were your thoughts on Tyrone uh, Tracy today, and how are you feeling about the offense? I mean, Tyrone looked good. That catch today, he caught it. We were sitting right there at about the 20-yard line. He caught it at about the 30, then spun out, reverse field, went all the way across to the other side of the field, probably ran about 90 yards on that play to score a 50-yard touchdown. Just an absolute great play by Tyrone Tracy. Much needed. It was a third and long, like you said. The defense had been out there for a while. The offense got that early touchdown to go up 7-0, and I think it let the team kind of exhale. They're like, yep. all right, we got on the board. We're up 7 nothing. Now defense just go to work. And coming into this game, I honestly didn't think Northwestern was going to get in the end zone against Iowa's defense. I was saying shutout early on, and the, I mean, that's exactly what they did. I mean, you can't play better than the defense did. They had one, Did they have two turnovers or just, one, just the one? Uh, it was a fumble and an interception. So, yeah, they had the two. I mean, great. early on, that interception, they sh- that should have led to a touchdown. When you get the ball at the 21-yard line for your offense, they should be able to cash that in for a touchdown. They didn't even score on that, which right. is disappointing. But, yeah, all day long, the defense was there. The front four was getting pressure consistently. The secondary played great. We played four corners a lot today. I yes, don't know we if did. You guys a lot that, of cash. But a lot of not just cash, but playing four guys. Riley Moss was out there playing, as well as the freshmen, the two outside corners. 
a lot of you know dime packages, which is you know kind of unheard of for Iowa to play four corners at the same time. But they did a great job. On top of that, Iowa. Shuts down Northwestern, 0-4 on fourth down. Pat Fitzgerald went to that bag of tricks early on. He knew that he had to start going for those things. They were only at like the 50-yard line, too. And granted, the statistics and the analytics tell you to go ahead and go for that. It's not really worth punting. But Iowa just shut them down every single time they had to. Um, We can't say any more about this defense at this point. Yeah, they held Bowser, who was supposed to be, you know, this big, great back coming into this this season to 36 rushing yards. He averaged 2.6 yards a carry. You knew he was going to be their focal point on offense. They were going to try to run the ball. And the defensive line and the linebackers did a great job. Even the safeties and corners coming up making tackles when you knew the Northwestern offense wasn't going to be much and they were going to have to try to run the ball. They didn't get to run the ball at all today. Just an absolute dominant performance. Yep, and shouts to the defensive line. They were in Aiden Smith's face all day long, especially on those third and long, those fourth and shorts. They didn't allow him to get away from them at all. He, he Aiden Smith, though, absolute trash quarterback. He, I mean, well, the he's guy their is, third quarterback. I sure as hell the hope The guy so. is awful. Like, he shouldn't even have gotten a scholarship. I don't even know if he's a scholarship athlete because, yes, he is their third quarterback, but if he is, he shouldn't have one. Five sacks, nine total tackles for a loss. That right there is a winning recipe for Iowa football. And the fact that they scored, they rushed over 100 yards. There's not many times Iowa's going to lose a football game with that. Now, Champ, do you think Iowa finally filled in for Hawkinson and Noah Fant today with Sam Laporta? Yeah. How did well, he look on the field in person? He, I mean, I had to look it up. I was like, Sam so Laporta, who is this guy? I mean, he just <laughs> comes out. Early on, making plays, that that big-time pass should have been a catch. That would have added to his stats. But he looked good out there. I mean, where did he come from, honestly? Like, coming into this week, I mean, did anyone hear or think Sam Laporta was going to be a big-time player for the Iowa offense? Because I certainly didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I hadn't seen him on the depth chart at all. Like, I'm sure I saw him at the beginning of the year but never thought he would play. But he looks super athletic. He's got, like, that Hawkinson type of frame. He looks like he can go up and get it. He's, like, sneaky, jittery almost, too. So, yeah. I mean, it looks like they found themselves a new weapon, which is huge. Yeah, it's nice to add that because, like we've said, the tight ends thus far this year have not gotten the job done. So if you can add, you know, a freshman like Laporta, playing them in there, getting big catches, moving the chains, it's nice for the offense. And we all know Nate loves to throw the tight ends, so that's going to help him out tremendously. Well, that's why I want to ask you, Wisconsin gets their asses whooped today against Ohio State. Do you, are you confident that Brian Ferentz found himself a little bit of a more consistent offense towards that second half of the game? They started playing more Iowa football. How do you feel right now about Brian? I think they did an, a, a, a little bit above average job offensively today. The second half, especially, they went back to more. I didn't understand why they weren't running the ball in the first half. It didn't make sense to me. You control the game. You let your defense rest a little bit. But in the second half, they went to that. They had a couple, two big time. The, these are two plays that I really like from Brian Ferentz today. Two third and seven plus plays where they ran draws out of shotgun and got two big first downs out of those. I like that a lot. It changes up. It gives other teams in the future defensively another look that Iowa can do. So they can't just bank on them passing on third and long. They have to, you know, kind of keep in an extra linebacker, you know, watch out for that run. Maybe that frees up the slot receiver later on in the season. So those were two big time plays. I like those a lot. Brian did a fine job today. Not amazing, but not below average. I think he was slightly above average 
on the, on the scale, on the Brian Ferentz O-meter. I feel pretty confident in the fact that he found a little bit of a groove. And this tight end thing, it's, it's really big. It's huge. Nate Stanley, like you said, champ, he likes throwing to tight ends. They played a lot of play action with him, too, today. They moved him around. I know that it's yep. kind of like watching like, somebody run on ice, but if Nate's kind of maneuvering himself around in the pocket, finding guys wide open that are cutting through the middle of the field, that's the type of offense that we're going to need to go in and beat a Wisconsin team that, granted, they are still very good, but now they have two losses as well. We both believe Minnesota is going to get to that two losses too, so Iowa still everything in front of them, and they still have a chance. Yeah, I mean, you can't, I don't know how you couldn't be excited going into Wisconsin now. Iowa coming off a big shutout win in Northwestern where they've historically had issues beating Northwestern. They get it done today, don't allow any points, and Wisconsin just gets absolutely thrashed by Ohio State. So going into this Wisconsin game, they both have buys. They both have a week off to get themselves mentally ready. But I don't know how you couldn't be excited about Iowa going into Wisconsin in the next couple weeks. I totally agree. 20 to nothing, Iowa wins, champ. Before we go, for the people that do not follow you on Instagram, you were talking shit, I think, with what, about six minutes? Was it even the fourth quarter yet when people started? It, was, it was the beginning of the fourth quarter. It was right after Northwestern didn't convert on one of their numerous fourth down uh, opportunities that they didn't get. Yeah, I, w- I got a little loud with the Northwestern fans. I'm not going to lie. I was waving goodbye to them. Said, see you later. Like, we're shutting your asses out again today. And, yeah, they didn't like it too much. But that's all right. I'm all right with that. So you texted us early in the game and said you have a very kind and knowledgeable Northwestern fan in front of you. How did he take to you talking so much shit and waving goodbye and telling him that it's a shutout? Way he was on. fine with it. He didn't say anything. I mean, he knew. I mean, he was a very knowledgeable, uh, nice Northwestern fan. We were talking throughout the game. But, no, he didn't have any issues with what I was saying. He knew it was all true. I mean, they're leaving their asses because they're getting <laughs> shut out, and I was dominating them. So, they knew. I mean, I would say today it was about 65% Iowa fans in that stadium. It was homecoming for Northwestern, Oof. which is embarrassing for them to have Iowa just take over their stadium. And by the fourth quarter, there was not hardly, I would say, under a thousand Northwestern fans by midway through the fourth quarter. They had all left. They knew. I mean, when you get dominated like that on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, there's not really much you can say. There was a massive uh, Let's Go Hawks that broke out, and you could hear it over the TV, so I can only imagine how loud it was in the stadium. Yeah, it was loud. It got loud. That Let's Go Hawks chant was awesome. It gave me a little goosebumps there in Evanston. It was great. It was nice to see. And hey, I broke my fucking 0-4 streak of the last four games that I've been to. They've all coincidentally been Bears games, so I broke my streak. Hopefully uh, we're on nice little winning ways here in games that I've attended. was legitimately just about to ask you how does it feel to finally have broken the curse, and do we need to send you to Madison in two weeks to maybe see if you have a little luck going? It, it, it honestly might be my beautiful wife, Allison. She came with me to this game. She hasn't. She did not come with me to the other four games that I've lost. I told her after the game, I said, Honey, you might have to start coming with me to more games. I mean, you might be the good luck charm. So, you know, me, me and her might have to head up to Madison in a couple weeks to see that game. It's a big one. If Baby Cakes is the key to Iowa beating Wisconsin, I will pay for her ticket right now. And I'm sure a lot there of the fans go. listening to this will also pitch in a couple bucks as well. 
Yeah, I mean, it might it might just have to happen. We'll see. We'll see what the weather's like. She was a little chilly today, but hopefully it'll uh, warm up here in the next couple weeks. We'll see. We'll pitch in for hand warmers, too. She's one of the best humans on this planet, so she deserves it. <laughs> All right, for champ, Dave Cray, who's at a wedding with some Iowa fans himself, so he's going to have himself a good night. My name is Jerry Sherwin. This is Spoko Radio. Quick recap. Go Hawks. Go Hawks, baby. We're coming for you, Badgers.